Ladies and gentlemen of the congregation, welcome to another episode of the Motorsport Ministry, your home for all hot takes, news, and other things revolving around the racing world. Today is a special episode. I have three guests on. Unfortunately, it's these three guests I decided to choose. We got Hell some familiar yeah. faces joining the ministry tonight. We got William Richard, a.k.a. NASCAR Opinion. We got Johnny from Johnny on the Track. And then we got Tyler from NASCAR Field Fillers Podcast. I almost forget how to speak. So I'll let you guys introduce yourself. So how's everyone doing today? We were doing great if you would have went ahead and bought Zoom Premium. <laughs> He's right. I'm sorry. I don't bet on half the field, so I get all this money. Yeah, you got to learn. You got to learn from me. And then a guy like myself and Johnny on the track with you know when I have when Your I have body yesterday shut when up. I have distinguished distinguished guests like Will and Tyler on my show I make sure that we have Zoom Premium so we don't have to go through the shit we're about to go through the, tonight even though <laughs> it took you till yesterday to finally buy it <laughs> oh well, I don't know and I'm doing great Armani thank you very much for having me good Tom I'm glad you're having it. I'm glad you're doing good oh man all right. Oh, that tells you how good this episode is going to be. But anyways, all jokes aside, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Daytona, kind of giving our reactions to it. I'll be giving my reactions because I was actually at the race. And then we're going to spend most of the episode giving our 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoff predictions with a little bit of a twist. But we'll get to that once we get to that mm. segment. But without further ado, let's get into it. And let's talk about Daytona. And really, before we get into the nitty gritty, what was your guys' before I even talk about my experience at the track? What were your guys's you know you know reactions just overall to what we saw on Sunday morning slash Sunday afternoon? We'll start off with Johnny. I mean, I think um, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Armani. All jokes aside, always happy to be on your show. Um, my second favorite show, obviously, to join uh, right behind Johnny on the track would be oh one, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, no, all jokes aside, I mean, I think honestly, and I think you guys would agree. I mean, we saw great racing up to about 22, 23 laps to go. And that's like, I don't even want to take away from the racing and what happened. I mean, right up to that point in the race, meaning when the rain came and they didn't throw the caution, we saw an, an awesome race. That was a great race. A lot of different guys um, battling up front, a lot of different guys in the lead. I mean, Al Marola, Eric Jones, Justin Haley, guys that, you know, needed a win were up there. Um, and yes, I purposely put Al Marola's name first, of course. But uh, no, I mean, I think it was a great race up to that moment. And then, you know, maybe a boneheaded decision by NASCAR to not throw that caution early enough. Um, and I honestly would have loved to see that race play out with all those characters still alive after that rain delay, because I mean, there were a lot of big name drivers shooting for a win that got taken out, obviously, in that wreck. And look, I mean, 22 to go after a red flag, track dry, nice, good, hot conditions after that. That would have been an awesome race, which it was right up to that, you know, right up to that rain delay. But it was ruined by, um, I mean, it, you can blame NASCAR. I, I think it's it's fair to blame them. But no matter what you want to blame, the weather, NASCAR, um, we didn't get to see the race that I think we all deserved. We'll move on to Tyler now. So, Tyler, what were your reactions to the Daytona race that we got on Sunday? 
I think it was exactly what we were expecting. I mean, what are you going to expect with Daytona being the season finale race? I mean, if you wanted excitement, unpredictability, I mean, you absolutely got it. But we knew that it was going to be pandemonium when we knew the race was going to be delayed due to weather. We knew that it was going to be a big issue with weather all around the racetrack for the entire week. So I'm not really surprised by it. At the same time, though, I'm still disappointed on how it ended just for the simple fact that these drivers, even though, yes, I know you're trying to race your way into the playoffs, but it just seems like there's just no respect out on the racetrack from time to time. And we kind of saw it uh, on full fold here in this Daytona race. And then also the rain getting added on and them not throwing the caution time. That's a heartbreaker. I mean, there's no one to blame but NASCAR on that one. I mean, when it's coming down that bad where everyone wrecks going into the turn, you got to blame NASCAR for that. But, I mean, it's cool we got a surprise winner, but – Overall, I mean, when everyone is wrecked out and literally people in the top 15 can't finish the race because their cars are so destroyed, I mean, it's just another wreck fest. So, I mean, as a fan, I was entertained, but at the same time, as a hardcore NASCAR fan, very disappointed overall with the Daytona race. But this is what you're going to get when it's the 26th race of the season. And then we'll continue it with Will. Will, what were your reactions to Daytona? Uh, I mean, obviously, we got a really aggressive race. I mean, aggressive from the beginning, sort of surprising. Didn't expect everyone to be that gung-ho from the very beginning. But everyone clearly lets you know that they were down to race from the drop of the green flag. Obviously, the weather didn't help the situation. Um, You know, guys talk about a lack of respect. Obviously, I think that definitely played a role. I think, really, that's something, though, that has unfortunately kind of become the culture of plate racing in the last four or five years is really – you know, I remember back in the day in the mid-2000s and, and really even the late 2000s and early 2010s, like, it was still really common to have 25, 30 cars finish the race. I mean, you might have a big crash. You know, back then, 15 cars was a big crash, and that was really your only big crash. And, again, you still had at least half the field finish the race. Now it's kind of become common. Like, we've seen races where only 10 or 12 cars are realistically still running at speed. Um, and I feel like really four or five years ago, we really started noticing that. Um, and it's kind of become the standard all of a sudden. Daytona, Talladega, it's just a juggernaut to get through. Atlanta hadn't quite become that yet. Um, you know, we'll see if it becomes that down the road. I don't really know. Atlanta's still a little bit different than these places. But, um, yeah, it's kind of just people don't know how to respect each other anymore. And so it's, it's kind of the system that we've created, though, this go-for-broke attitude where, you know, if you can go for broke and win it all one time, you can go from 19th in points to uh, to end the playoffs. And I'll be honest. Um, I was the one guy who kind of came in thinking we were probably going to end up getting a boring winner. I was prepared, like, we're going to get all this hype. Then, like, a Joey Logano or somebody was going to win the race. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. That massive crash that came with 23 to go when the weather hit was part of it. I'm on the minority of, you know, I do think there's more we can do as a sport, but I think a lot of people really just kind of threw NASCAR under the bus for, a, I mean, just a one out of a thousand situation that happened. And you've got to be able to, you know, find ways to be better about that in the future. I've heard a lot of different podcasts already giving ideas about that, but everybody wanted to just kind of throw NASCAR under the bus. And I think it was a freak situation. Obviously now you look back, it could probably be handled better, but it's a freak situation. And one of the craziest crashes I've ever seen as an NASCAR fan in my 20 years of watching. Before I give my experience at the track, I will say this about the rain. I get it. It's a freak accident. I get it. We've, Never really seen what happened happen where one lap is completely dry and then the next it's just ice skates, essentially. But here's the thing. 
you know, just in, as someone who lives in Florida, who's lived there his entire life, these showers, these rain, rain could just come out of nowhere. And NASCAR, you'd like to think that they're not idiots on the top of the box. However, if you know there's showers nearby, if you've had the clue that they're on their way, if you know the weather of Daytona, you should have been more prepared for that. It felt like NASCAR wasn't prepared for that at all. And then once it happened, they were kind of just like speechless. Just like, oh, what do we do now? So I get it was kind of a, you know, a freak of nature thing that happened. But NASCAR still could have been way more prepared. And who was I think it was Scott Miller who said that there's nothing really else NASCAR could have done. That is wrong. I mean, you know, podcast door bumper clear, Freddie Kraft, Brett Griffin, all of them. They said plenty of things NASCAR could have done differently. So when I heard that, when I heard from Scott Miller say that oh, there's really nothing else we could have done, there is something you could have done. You could have been more prepared. And because of NASCAR's inability to be prepared, you got millions of dollars worth of damage on these brand new cars that's just going to the wayside. But let me talk a little bit about my Daytona experience before we move on to our predictions. So I went to Daytona. Will convinced me to go to Daytona about two, three weeks before the race actually started because, you know, I was telling him, I was like, damn, it'd be cool to go to Daytona, the final race of the regular season, especially if there's only one spot on the line. Kind of changed a little bit with Kurt Busch, you know, taking away his playoff, you know, rescinding his playoff waiver. But at the end of the day, it's not like it didn't make that much of a deal at the end of the day. However, it was still a great experience. I managed to get a hot pass. So I was able to be in the garage. I was able to be in the pits. And it was fantastic. This was easily the best just sporty experience I've had at any type of event. I was even able to take a picture with some drivers. I took a picture of Chris Buescher. I took a picture with the man himself, Bob Parker. So all that was amazing. And I even got to see a couple of drivers. I will say, I wish I did have a pen or a marker on me. So I could ask Kyle Larson to sign my hat. But other than that, I mean, it was a fantastic, fantastic weekend. I wish they got it done on Saturday night. But other than that, it was a fantastic experience to watch it in person, one I will never forget. Hell yeah, good for you. Good for well, you. I'm glad I'm glad I convinced you to buy your ticket after you put it around for a month. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> oh I, Daytona would be fun to go to. I was like, well, why don't you go? Oh, well, you know, Daytona would be fun to go to. Okay, <laughs> well, buy it. Like, just buy it. If you don't buy it by tomorrow, you're not going. Like, just it's not happening. And, you know, obviously, I forecasted the future, and here you are with a VIP experience, and there you go. Because I'm goaded. You're <laughs> <laughs> something, all right. If you were goaded, you would have us on Zoom Premium. Oh, my <laughs> That's God. Johnny, if you were goaded, you wouldn't need to bet on five drivers to make your bets. Well, I'm, I still have Zoom Premium, so. Yeah. Yeah, it took you till <laughs> yesterday to get it. Still got Zoom uh, premium. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> anywho, we're going to move on now to our predictions for the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. We got four rounds to go to. We got four rounds to go through the round of 16, the round of 12, the round of eight, and obviously our championship four. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to predict the four drivers that are going to be eliminated in every said round. And we're going to do something a little bit different. For every race, we got to pick at least one driver who is most likely to win said race. And that driver does have to be of the 16 drivers. So no Truex, no Eric Jones, no Eric Amarola, Johnny. 
That's tough. Wait, so hold on. Timeout. Are we are we picking the most likely winner for every race or just throughout the round who's most likely to win a race? Most likely winner for every single race. It doesn't have to be your concrete okay. race pick. Just off the top of your head, you think, okay, he's probably most likely to win out of everybody. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So we're going to start off with the round of 16, and then can we'll I do pick, the same thing. Can I pick Chase of- Elliott for all 10 races? You can do whatever your heart desires. <laughs> So, we're going to start with the round of 16, and then we'll keep going round by round until we eventually head to Phoenix for the final four. So, the round of 16, we'll start off with our eliminated, and then we'll go through the drivers we think are most likely to win. Good. Let's get started. The round of 16 consists of Darlington, Kansas, and ends off with the short track at Bristol. We'll let Tyler start off, then we'll go on to Will, then Johnny, and then we'll end it off with myself. So, Tyler, who do you see being eliminated in the round of 16, and then... Who do you think is most likely to win these three races? So, I mean, the good thing about the round of 16 is you can at least get two picks correct for every single year. It seems like there's always two picks where it's like, yeah, congrats that you made it into the playoffs, but you're not going to be making that far. And I think it's easy this year as well, as I feel like it's going to be Austin Dillon and Chase Briscoe going to be the first two out just for the simple fact, hey, it's awesome that they were able to get a victory. But other than that, what else have they done in the regular season? I mean, their average finishes have been like worse than top 15. So I'm not feeling too confident in those two advancing on to the next round. Another one is Alex Bowman. Now I know Alex Bowman kind of finds a way to move on into the round of 12. We see it happen all the time. This year, I'm just not feeling it. He had that great race at Vegas, but I don't really see anything else really happening for that 48 team. So I think he's going to get eliminated here in the round of 16. And then my surprise pick, and I'm sticking to it. I I said this earlier, and I was like really afraid about it, but I'm going to still stay with it. And I think there's going to be a shocked person eliminated in the round of 16. I think it's going to be the most talked about person in the month of August, and that's Kevin Harvick. The, the the thing about Stuart Haas racing right now is I don't feel like they're still all there. Yes, they're getting some momentum right now, but something just tells me that Stuart Haas racing is still not at the same level as the other teams here. Like he's they're almost below RCR in my personal opinion. That's crazy for me to say, but I feel like oh. Kevin Harvick's going to be one of those surprise ones where if he doesn't win at let's say Bristol, then I feel like he's going to miss it out by just a couple points. Like it's going to be really close, but those are my four drivers that are going to miss it. And I don't know how confident I feel in that decision of saying Kevin Harvick, but you know what? I got to stay with what I said at first. Now for winners um, in these three races, I think the ones that I can see definitely get a win here in the uh, first round. I can see Tyler Reddick winning at Darlington. I mean, he, he's really fascinating track where you run on the high line. Obviously, Darlington is a high line. So I could see him being a, kind of a surprise winner here in the first round. In the second race at Kansas, I could totally see Kyle Larson getting that victory. Kyle Larson has started to make moves in the right direction. He was very close in the first Kansas race. Just had one driver beat him out, and that was Kurt Busch. But he was right there in the mix. And then for the Bristol race, I'm going to play it safe and say Chase Elliott getting a victory here at Bristol just for the simple fact that he is just really good at these shorter racetracks. He was very close last year. Now, granted, it's a different car, but still, Chase Elliott has been just dominant throughout the year, been very consistent. I can see him totally getting a win here at Bristol. So those are my three winners here, potentially, here in the round of 16. Those are my four drivers that are going to get eliminated in the round of 16. All right, now we'll move on to Will. First of all, some spicy meatball picks there with Kevin Harvick being gone early. Um, 
I think my first four drivers, I mean, the first two I, I agree with with Tyler. Austin Dillon and Chase Briscoe, there's just – Austin Dillon was 19th in points for a reason. I think Briscoe's like 17th in points. He was the second lowest in points of all the drivers that made the playoffs. That team's average finish right now in the last month or two is like a 20th something. So not smooth at all right now. Um, my two kind of on the fringe picks that I have out in the first round, the first one is William Byron. Uh, William Byron has just sorry, not Tyler. been impressive. Started out the year early, really good, and then just it has fallen off a cliff since. And I don't know what has happened with that race team, and it has been rough. William Byron has had a rough 2022. Um, and then my fourth and final pick, Daniel Suarez. I, I know, obviously, everybody's really high on track house right now. It's like a trendy pick to pick track house right now. Um, and I just – Suarez hadn't impressed me. He's only got one win this year. I think the focus has to be more on the one car. Like, if track house is going to win the championship, they know where they have to focus at. It have to be on Chastain. And uh, I just think Suarez is going to get, kind of get lost in the mix, and I just don't look at him as really being like a, a true contender moving forward. Uh, in terms of race winners, so Darlington, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I think that's kind of Hamlin's one of his playgrounds. He's running the Xfinity race the day before, so always good to get some extra laps and kind of boost that confidence a little bit. Uh, Kansas, I just have a feeling it's going to be like a Joey Logano day, cookie-cutter racetrack. Um, he, he's, he's won there in the past in the playoffs when it mattered. And uh, I see Joey Logano going to victory lane at Kansas. Bristol, I'm sort of up in the air. Um, I don't really know who to pick, but there's a driver that I have moving around a little bit, and he's going to take a little bit of momentum. So I'll go on the cutting edge here, and, and I don't know how I feel about this, but I'll go Kyle Busch at Bristol. You know, five years ago, that was like, oh, that's the obvious pick. But Kyle Busch has been off of it this year. Yeah, he won the dirt race in a weird fashion where the leaders took each other out. I think it's kind of a weird pick to pick Kyle Busch, shockingly, to win at Bristol. I got three of my favorite drivers, and you took two of them out of the round of 16. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Both William Byron and Daniel Suarez? Come on, man. Where's the love? I'm just here to hurt feelings. You know what I mean? Apparently. (laughs) He's like, he's just going to pick every driver that we'd like to get eliminated. I'm surprised he didn't pick Kyle Larson to get eliminated in the round of 16. At least he's got well, some sense. Might happen. Well, would have left the episode. Speaking of lack of sense, let's see who Johnny's got getting eliminated this round. All right. What, all have, right. You come up, what have you come up with, Johnny? Here I go. All right. Round of 16. Um, I got the obvious picks. Austin Dillon just hasn't been good enough. Con- congrats to him making the playoffs with that win, but just not consistent enough. And we know really the only thing that matters in the playoffs is consistency. So Austin Dillon out, Chase Briscoe out. Sticking on the topic of consistency, the 48 car just has not been consistent enough. He really hasn't been good since the first like five weeks of the season. So, um, and I also look at these tracks and they don't scream Alex Bowman to me. I know we talked about um, this yesterday, but I, I could possibly see Bowman pulling a rabbit out of a hat for and, and winning Bristol. That just seems like something Bowman would do. Um, but I just don't think the consistency is there for Bowman. So Dylan Briscoe, Bowman. And then my last guy, I'm going to go with Will. I agree. Daniel Suarez. I just feel like this is first time in the playoffs Um, He's been fairly consistent this season, but a lot of that took place at certain types of tracks, road courses being one, and then um, big, big tracks being another one. So um, I don't see him running well at Darlington. I don't see him running well at Bristol. And that really only leaves Kansas, which I think him and Chastain will run well at, but not well enough. So I'm going to go Suarez as my fourth pick. 
um, being out. And then in terms of winners, I look at this and I go Ford winning Darlington. I go Toyota winning Kansas and Chevy winning Bristol. So a Ford, I'm going to pick Logano this weekend to win Darlington. I think that's a good pick. I think he wins both the Darlington races this season. Although I do like Denny Hamlin, I think Hamlin could be right there, but um, I'm going to say Logano wins Darlington. Well, funny enough, actually, I know I'm, I'm throwing a lot out here, but the guy I'm actually most confident in, I feel like uh, non-playoff drivers are going to win the first two playoff races, Truex and then Bubba Wallace at Kansas. He's breaking but, rules. Yeah, well, but anyway, so just said. for Joey Logano, Kansas, I'm going to go with a Toyota. I think Christopher Bell pulls an upset victory at Kansas. Uh, super fast at those kind of tracks. Was one of the fastest cars at Kansas and Vegas this season. Two very similar style tracks. So Christopher Bell pulls the upset. And then I think the best pick here, Chevy. No, not William Byron. I think it is definitely Chase Elliott. I'll put I'll I'll put money down on that right now. That I think Chase Elliott's going to win that Bristol race. Uh, he's he's like all right. Chase Elliott is one out of the seven drivers I'm going to bet. So we at least know one out of the seven, Johnny. Oh, he's winning that Bristol race. I, hey, Will, I got you there, bro. He's winning that Bristol race. Yeah, yeah don't, 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 don't get him on that one. Huh? You're going to bet the Zoom premium on that one? No. Ooh, I like I, also, can we? Or you're going to back out like you backed on your Eric Jones pick? Can we just take a minute? And observe the fact that Tyler is wearing a Wick a Rick Ware racing shirt. Fire. You got a problem with Rick Ware racing and my boy Cody Ware? I do not, but um, <laughs> you got to celebrate that double top ten. That's, oh, that yeah. is true. That is <laughs> true. But yeah, those are my picks. All right, so my predictions are going to be as follows: drivers getting eliminated. I got the shocker of the century to start off with. Austin Dillon's getting eliminated in the round of 16. I know. No big Jesus. No. I, I know, right? Big shocker. Even though the three car, they've made it. Austin Dillon's made it to the round of 12 a couple of times. I just don't see it happening this year. William Byron is going to be my next one. Johnny hit it on the nail. Inconsistent. <clears throat> Listen, he has had a top 10 since Sonoma. You don't experiment for two to three months without finding something. That Fun fact, Armani. He's had two top ten. This is actually an insane stat. I know this because I recorded a show earlier. He had he's had two top tens. Are you ready for this? Since April 9th. That's ridiculous. He he runs in a, a Hendrick car. That's terrible. Please Jeff stop Gordon, to be Jeff Gordon didn't boys. retire from the 24 for this to be happening. <laughs> Please uh, stop talking, or else you're gonna hurt Tyler's feelings. <laughs> Too late. It's anyway, already happened. Yeah. Chase Briscoe in the same vein as William Byron, only four top tens on the year. Yeah, he was strong for the first, I think, five first month of the season. After that, he's fallen off a cliff. It's like he's his rookie season all over again. And then the final driver is going to go to Alex Bowman. Again, not consistent. This is probably one that, you know, I could see not happening because Alex Bowman's never missed the round missed the round of 12. He's always at least advanced that far into the playoffs. But that team has just been non-existent. They went from being one of the most consistent teams in the garage to basically a non-factor in the same way that Kyle Busch has had. The only difference is Kyle Busch has been more publicized. But Alex Bowman's been just as bad, if not worse, than Kyle Busch these past couple months. So as for drivers who I think could win each race, Darlington, I'm going to give it to Joey Logano. I think that he's going to have the speed. 
I like where Ford is heading. Logano is on the up, so I think Logano can most likely win Darlington. Now, Can't. yay or nay, is he punting the 24 car out of the lead to win? You sons of bitches, quit bringing up all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 24 car will be a lap down. If anything, just punts him out the I'm going to go get a beer. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Gano, I think, has a great shot to sweep Darlington. Okay, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a great episode. Um, Kansas, I like where you're going, Johnny, with Christopher Bell winning Kansas. So, I really like that pick, so I'm going to stick with Christopher Bell. Toyota was this dude really just great. this dude makes fun of all my bets, and he just copies everything. I, I didn't say I was going to bet on them. Now did I? At least what I couldn't think. I couldn't At think least. of a better person to pick, so I'll just take your pick, Johnny. Hey, if I, I mean, bet come on, them, on. Gonna, hey, listen, if I bet on them, it's only going to be that one person. I like Johnny who's going to pick Bell, Chase, Larson. He'll pick Cody Ware for crying out loud if he could. Well, clearly, I mean, you're going to follow my pick, so. And for Bristol, I'm going to give it to Kyle Larson. I think Larson, this track is, Bristol seems to race almost the same. feels like with any kind of car, you're always going to get the very similar, very productive kind of racing. And I think Larson, he's also a little bit on a hot streak. So I see the five car with the best chance of winning the Bristol race. But my five, my four getting eliminated is going to be Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, William Byron, and Austin Dillon. So, with that being said, let's move on to the round of 12. We'll go in the same order. Round of 12 consists of the greatest track on the schedule, the promised land of NASCAR to open it up. Texas Motor Speedway opens up the round of 12. Following mm. by- yeah. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> let me turn off the mic real quick. <laughs> Followed by Talladega and the Charlotte Robles. So we'll start off with Tyler. Who do you have as your four getting eliminated? And then who do you have as your drivers most likely to win each race? Okay. You know what? I, I'm very upset right now. I, I, I'm back. Um, drunker than ever, uh, real quickly, super lightweight. But for you guys to say the 24 car is going to get eliminated at all in these playoffs is absolutely insane. Now for <laughs> yeah. my first one getting eliminated is uh, the number 24 William Byron. <laughs> and the- <laughs> Just for the simple fact that yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the races coming up afterwards. I, I think he can make it on through just because he does have that point gap. Um, even though it's not much of a point gap, but I think he's going to be right there around 11th or 12th at the end of the round of, 16 but going into the round of 12 talladega he's gonna get caught up in a wreck it's just bound to happen for that 24 team unfortunately so i think he's gonna get eliminated there because the other two races don't really jump up to me and then i got austin Cindric in the number two hey it, it, he's having a phenomenal rookie year you can't take that away from him it's not just the win at the daytona 500 he's been very consistent in that two car i think in the next couple of years we're gonna see him in the talk to win a championship but for right now He's going to get eliminated in the round of 12. Good effort, just not quite there at the moment. Then I got the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Just for the simple fact that the races that are coming up, not too hot for him. Talladega, again, unpredictable race, but he's also another one of those drivers who gets caught up in something. And then the Charlotte Roval, Toyotas and road courses, it's just not mixing well together right now. And then for the final one to get eliminated, I'm going to switch things up and say Daniel Suarez is going to get eliminated right here. Trackhouse Racing, it's a phenomenal year for them. We can't take that away from them at all. But Daniel Suarez has been a little bit off compared to Ross Chastain. And I think right now 
Daniel Suarez. It's going to be a great run for him. I'm glad to see he's going to be coming back in 2023. But moving on forward into the round of eight, I don't see a Ryan Newman situation going much further for him, and he's going to get eliminated. I know I said he was going to make it to the round of eight, but I got to be a realist here, and I got to eliminate Daniel Suarez right here. And for the winners in this race, Texas Motor Speedway, I think the winner is actually going to be Joey Logano in the number 22. I'm thinking Ryan Blaney, but for something, something's telling me that it's going to be a Ford running up front, but it will not be Ryan Blaney. So I'm going to go with Joey Logano having a better chance winning there. Talladega, I mean, pick whatever driver you want on that one. Someone's going to win that one. And hopefully it is a playoff driver, could be a non-playoff driver, but I mean, you can make any guess and everyone would be like, that's a good guess because it could probably happen. Uh, Let me throw a name out there. Denny Hamlin, moving on. And then for the Charlotte Roval, I'm going to be going for the number eight of Tyler Reddick. Once again, I got him two wins here in the playoffs. I, I, I just feel like that road course package for that number eight team is just so damn good. It, it's so hard to count him out. So he has a good chance of winning that race, which I never thought in his, ju- is it his junior year or sophomore year in that number eight machine? It's someone tell his June. 22 to junior year. This is third year in the series. His junior year. I never would have expected the number eight car of Tyler Reddick to be one of the best road course racers in the cup series, but he's doing it this year. Winner at road America winner at the Indianapolis uh, road course. And both of them very impressive runs for him. And both of those. And I see him running up front and contending for the win in that race as well. All right. All right. I like all those picks. Here's the thing. I feel like Cindric would be a decent shot to make it to the round of eight with those tracks, but I see what you're saying. Rookie, you know, we've never seen a rookie make it past the round of 12, so I could see that coming. Let's move on now to Will. Who do you think is getting eliminated, and who are your most likely drivers to win? Well, even though I do think this round does line up very well for him, because I think Penske will be fast at Texas – then Talladega and the Roval could very well be good hot spots for him. I got Austin Cedric getting bounced. Uh, just rookie year, he's had a great rookie year. Uh, I think Austin Cedric is going to be – he may potentially – I think eventually he will surpass Ryan Blaney as like the lead guy there and give it a couple more years. It's going to be hard to pass what Logano has done just because Logano has already won a championship in all the races he's won. But I think Cedric can be that caliber of guy. But – Right now, year one in this deal, the road kind of just comes to an end. It's hard for a rookie to kind of navigate this playoffs with this intensity. Yeah, he did some stuff in the Xfinity Series, made it to the championship four, arguably should have been back-to-back champion. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the Xfinity Series, not the Cup Series. So I've got Cindric rolling. Um, Alex Bowman will finally end the showman, all right? Not much of a show he's been putting on. In fact, if he was a TV show, it would probably would have been canceled midseason. Um, has been a terrible year for the 48 team. Uh, but he's going to be bounced out. Bowman's gone. Uh, Tyler Reddick, I think the eight team has had – I think people think the eight cars had a better year than it has had. It's been a good year, obviously two wins. We still good? You good? Yeah, wow. you good? I'm good. I kept going. Awesome. Okay. Kept going. Anyways. Uh, I think the eight car has had a better – like the, the eight car has not had as good of a year as people have thought they have had. He's had the two wins. That's been great, sort of a breakout year, quote-unquote. But there's still been a lot of weeks where Reddick has been just as fast as the three car. So, yeah, um, we got premium. We got premium, boys. <laughs> we got it, boys. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Will, continue. Yeah, oh, Will, continue. Well, I didn't know what to do when my screen came <laughs> back on. But anyway, so – 
Tyler Ray is going to be gone at the end of the day. Um, I'm not going to say that for a third time. Three for Dale. I'm not going to say it a third time, though. Um, and then final four driver for this round, Christopher Bell. I like Bell, but Bell is a weird driver. I mean, they have had speed, and obviously I think he's talented enough to – to make a run, but they, there's just nothing that oozes special to me out of that 20 car right now. They're having an okay year, uh, but I don't really know where to put him. I think really if you were to rank the 16 drivers, he's probably right there in the middle. Uh, I, I just don't feel anything special about him, but I do think he is automatically faster than a few select cars. So I do think he can get out of that first round, but I have him going home in the second round. Race winners, uh, Texas. I'm probably going to regret not picking a Penske driver, but I'm going to say Kyle Larson scores the win at Texas. I have a feeling in this playoff we're going to get at least one race where Larson's just up front, wins the race. Uh, and Texas is by all means going to be whoever has the track position is going to win the race. You can't pass. You can't do anything. We don't know why we're racing there, but Kyle Larson will take the checkered flag there. Um, Talladega, again, kind of what Tyler said. You can kind of just throw out any kind of name. Since we have to stick to playoff drivers, I'll say Ryan Blaney finally gets his first win of the 2022 season. Hopefully he got all of his super speedway bad luck out at Daytona when they almost threw away their entire season. Um, so I'll say Ryan Blaney wins Talladega. And then Charlotte Roval. Um, I feel like Chase Elliott's got to win one of these things somewhere. I'll go to the Roval. It's been a year or two since he's won the Roval. He obviously won back-to-back -back a couple of years ago. The, the, the spin and win or crash and who knows what he did and we took the checkered flag, but – I'll say Chase Elliott goes out and wins the Roval to end off the round um, and then punch his ticket. Probably have already been hopefully in by points to the round of eight, but solidifies his spot in the round of eight. I like those race win picks. I like how – I like Ryan Blaney win, winning Talladega. It feels – the thing about Blaney is really besides I feel like two or three types of tracks, there's not any others I feel like I could see him win. Thankfully, Talladega is one of those tracks that I can see him winning at. But Christopher Bell is another one I'm very sneaky on. I can kind of see him getting eliminated in the round of 12, but he's been fairly consistent so far this year. He's been arguably the best. So that one I'm a little 50-50 on. But, you know, this playoff is basically wide open. There are drivers you could put in the round of eight, the same drivers you could put out of the round of 16. So We'll move on now to Johnny on the track who can't talk any smack anymore because now I got Zoom Premium. That's fair yeah, enough. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because Zoom Premium is a premium thing. Really only move, that – Move on to your – after that, just, just make it <laughs> – Really premium. only that just the most go. premium podcasts have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what it is. Just Let's go. go to the round of 12. So I got the easy pick, William Byron, the 24 car. Um, you know, I mean, he's not Jeff Gordon, so he's not advancing into the next round of the playoffs. Easy peasy. Um, then, so here's where I, I get things to be a little spicy, and I will give you the reasoning on why. So I think Kyle Busch gets eliminated in the round of 12. Talladega what? and super speedways in general, he's been abysmal at road courses. Toyota's just package there has stunk. The only guy that's been respectable is Christopher Bell at those things. Uh, it took Bubba Wallace, like one of the biggest wrecks you'll ever see at Indy Road to get a top 10. Um, and that was like deemed a good result for Toyota getting a top 10 by probably the worst road course racer in the series. Um, so I don't. I have no faith in in Kyle Busch in those tracks. I think he can do well at Texas, but those next two tracks. I mean, it's gonna. He's got to play the survival game, and I don't think he can do it. So Byron, Kyle Busch, 
Ross Chastain is another one. I think his great season comes to an end. Um, I know. I just, I feel like the inexperience in the playoffs is going to pay dividends to Ross Chastain. Yeah. I mean, he won Dega. I, I don't think he's going to have another good solid super speedway race. I know he's been good at road courses, but the Roval is kind of a different animal. And then on top of that, like, I don't know, he just hasn't really been the same driver this past month. So I don't know. I'm not feeling it with him right now. Maybe he could heat things up and, and make a run at it, but um, I don't think he's got the experience yet to do that. And then the final driver that I think it's, it's a huge, huge shot in the dark, but I look at a guy like Denny Hamlin again, Talladega as good as Denny Hamlin has been on super speedways in the past. That doesn't, I mean, it's not this year people. He has not been that good on them this year. You look at the Roval again, just Toyota in general on road courses has been terrible. That's two tracks that, I mean, it's a gamble on. In Texas, I think he has a shot to win, but it's the Kyle Busch effect. You can have one good race, but you better have another good one. And Daga and Roval, I already know they're not going to perform well at the Roval, so it's left up to Daga, and um, I don't know. I just I don't see it with Toyota this year. So big names I got going out, Byron, Chastain, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin. Uh, and then for, catch up. For, uh, for winners <laughs> – Texas, I'm going to go with Joey Logano again. I think Logano wins the f- opening race of the round of 12. I think I maybe you can make an argument with uh, pick Logano every day. Eh, every race. I, I think you can make the Blaney argument. I think Blaney runs well there, but I, I, I'm going to give it to Logano to win Texas. Dega, I'm going to go with the sneaky pick. Keep it with the Fords. I think Austin Sindrick gets a big win at Talladega. Ooh, Keeps his rookie no. playoff run alive he's been really really good overall this year on super speedways one daytona then finished what third just last uh weekend at daytona so a lot of faith in cindric that he performs well and that round just screams austin cindric dega the roval he's been really good on road course i love cindric's chances to get to the round of eight and then for the roval um interesting here i this is a really unique style road course. It's the fastest road course, obviously, we have on the track. I'm going to go. I like Tyler's pick. I'm going to pick Tyler Reddick. I think oh, Tyler Reddick. Look who's Reddick, picking a different driver. Look who's picking the same driver now. I mean, nobody picked Austin Cindric, and you guys went, ooh, true, true, so true. smart. That's what you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tyler Reddick wins the Roval. Uh, again, sneaky pick, but I, I think, like uh, Tyler said, the package – this year and in, in that eight team has uh, the results speak for themselves on road courses. So uh, those are my picks for the round of 12. All right. Fairly solid picks. Interesting. You have two Toyotas getting eliminated. I do. Think I just, that- I don't, I don't like that round for them at all. And I, I, I think, I mean, you can back me up on that, right? I, I mean, mean yeah, I know. Guys- I understand Talladega is a wild card and then they've been struggling so much on road courses that, you know, I mean, it's tempting. There's especially a lot of Toyota drivers you could say should get knocked out. But here's my round of 12 eliminations. The first one I'm going to say is Austin Sindrick. A rookie's never made it past the round of 12 ever. In fact, I think Austin Sindrick actually is. Yeah, Austin Sindrick is going to be the first rookie since Cole Custer to make the playoffs. I think only three rookies have ever made it in the playoffs. Cole Custer, Chase Elliott, and now Austin Sindrick. So 
If Chase Elliott couldn't make it past the round of 12 with his stellar rookie year, I don't see Austin Centric doing the same, even though this is a good round for him with tracks like Talladega and the Charlotte Roble. There's just guys that are better than him that I'm putting above him. That's why I can't really put him into the round of eight. Next one I'm going to say is Daniel Suarez. Suarez has pretty much been the inconsistent version of Chastain. He's had a lot of speed, but I just don't think he's going to have enough in order to advance to the round of eight. Then you start talking about beating guys like Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson. I just don't see that happening for Daniel Suarez. I think his I think his first playoff appearance is going to end in the round of 12. These next two are going to be spicy. Kyle Busch, I got getting eliminated in the round of 12. I almost had him getting eliminated in the round of 16, actually. So this one was fairly easy for me to set. Tyler, what are you thinking? I, I just I just don't know why you guys are saying that this is so spicy. That's why I made the comment. That's as spicy as ketchup. Like, I can totally see Kyle Busch getting eliminated in the round of 12. That's not a jaw-dropping thing to say. Because it's Kyle Busch. That's why it's just shocking. Like, you, it's weird thinking that Kyle Busch, it's, you could, we've seen it happen before. But to say that Kyle Busch is definitely getting eliminated in this round, it's something that we've, I don't think, ever said before, like I said, ever. So... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just been a bad year. I mean, just with the contract negotiations, it's it's not the same Kyle Busch. And and that's why I say he dips down a level. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Understandable. But yeah, Kyle Busch, I got getting eliminated. I don't like him racing at Talladega. Toyota's been terrible at road courses. And on top of the contract negotiations, you could see that's messing with his performance and that team's performance this year. They're not gelling together. So with all that, I think it's fairly easy to say Kyle Busch gets eliminated out of the round of 12, even though I did say it was a spicy take. And the final driver, you want to talk about a spicy take on who's getting eliminated. This driver has been top five in points, really top three in points all season long. I just don't – I think his lack of winning, really his lack of winning speed, unless he pulls a rabbit out of the hat. I say Ryan Blaney gets eliminated out of the round of 12. He okay, that's spicy. He hasn't shown – Besides flat tracks, he could go out and lead a bunch of laps and win. Yeah, he won the all-star race, but that's the all-star race. Talladega, yeah, you can win at Talladega, but anyone can win at that track. And in terms of the Charlotte Roval, there are just other drivers that I think have a better shot at winning than Ryan Blaney. He hasn't shown, again, besides flat tracks, that he is a contender. He hasn't really been that much of a true race win contender at a track like Texas. So I think his lack of winning is going to come back to bite him, and I have Ryan Blaney being the fourth guy getting eliminated in the round of 12. Now, for my three drivers I think can most likely win in the round of 12, Texas, I'm going to give it to Chase Elliott. He's been the most consistent driver in these types of tracks, in this type of scenario. So Chase Elliott, I'm going to pick him as my favorite to win Texas. Talladega, this is a tricky one because it feels like every driver that I pick, a lot of the favorites I have going home, so I'm going to give the easy pick, and I'm going to say that Joey Logano is the most likely winner to win at Talladega. Out of all the drivers on this list, he's probably the best super speedway racer left. I would take him over Ryan Blaney, over Chase Elliott, over an Austin Sindrick. So Joey Logano, I'm going to pick for Talladega. And for the Roval, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to have one. I'm going to only pick two drivers in this round because we've seen that in the past. I mean, we've seen Kyle Larson win three in a row last year. And that's going to be Chase Elliott. He's the best road course racer in the series. You will have guys like Kyle Larson give him a run for his money. But I think Chase Elliott, he'll get the job done at the Charlotte Roval along with Texas, complimented by Joey Logano at Talladega. 
I'm fairly I, – I like those picks. Seeing Chase Elliott get two wins in the round of 12, I can totally see that one happening. So, I'll give you that one. He's done it before. I don't. I don't. But, you know, he, hey. He's maybe. done it before. Yeah, a lot of things have happened before. Martin Truex Jr. made the playoffs <laughs> before. <laughs> oh. uh, brutal, brutal. <laughs> moving on to the round of eight where we have two mile and a half and then ending it off with a short track. We got the cookie cutter of all cookie cutters, Kansas Speedway. We got the best track on the schedule, Homestead Miami Speedway, in the middle of the first route. track is first track is Vegas. First track oh, is Vegas. Vegas. Why did I say Kansas? Okay, I, I thought you were saying that as a joke because I was like, I can see the the, the resemblance. <laughs> I, I have I have Kansas written down, so I don't even know why I had Kansas written down. But we have Vegas. As the first track of the round of eight, not Kansas. I just pulled a Chase Elliott there. Then we got the best track on the schedule, which is Homestead. And then we end off the round with Martinsville. So we're going the same order as before. Tyler, Will, Johnny, then myself. So, Tyler, who are your four getting eliminated and who are your three most likely to win these races? Not Kansas, (laughs) Vegas. Okay, okay. Thank goodness, because I was about to cry because I was like, oh, I got tickets to Vegas. I guess it's not in the round of eight. That's tragic. But anyways, <laughs> so for the round of eight, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I think this is going to be the time when rivalries are at its absolute highest point. And of course, I'm talking about the biggest rivalry I've seen right now, and that is Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. I feel like something's going to happen here in this round of eight where these guys bump into each other one too many times, and it's just going to blow on over at Martinsville. I think this is going to be the time when you see both Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin get eliminated. And Ross Chastain at the beginning of the year was one of the top drivers, and he's dipped down a little bit in performance. Not so much so that I think he's going to get eliminated early in the rounds. Now, could potentially someone else take him out in a race as a form of revenge? Most definitely. But I don't really see that one happening until the round of eight. I think that's when things are going to blow on over. And Denny Hamlin, just for some reason something's telling me that he's going to struggle just a little bit here in the final round maybe with some assistance from other drivers and Martinsville he was not a fast car at all so if he's going into that race needing to win I don't see it happening so that's why I got him getting eliminated there and then I got Joey Logano in the number 22 getting eliminated I think he can get the win at Texas uh Texas excuse me However, it just feels like these next three races, I don't see him as the strongest driver. And I see him being like fifth in the points getting eliminated. He's going to be the one right there on the mark to get eliminated. And then Christopher Bell, much respect to him. He's had very consistent runs here during the summer stretch. And he's also looked really good at these mile and a half racetracks. However, if he doesn't get the win at Vegas, I don't think he's going to be moving on. He could potentially get that win in Vegas, but at the same time, if he doesn't, then he's in the same spot as Joey Logano or Denny Hamlin. He's going to be close, but something's going to happen to him and he's not going to make it on. As far as the winners go in the Las Vegas race, I can see someone like Ryan Blaney getting the victory there. I feel like that racetrack has been a racetrack. He's been so close and didn't he get a win at Vegas? I'm now starting to. Blaney, I don't. I don't think Blaney's ever won at Vegas. I don't think. Yeah. He's so. been very close, though, a couple times. That's actually a really good racetrack for him. I can see the stars aligning for him and finally getting that victory there. Homestead, this is why I have him going this far. Again, I'm going to say Tyler Reddick. It's crazy for me to say, like, three different races. But the way the playoffs are set up for him, 
it, it just works really well. I can see him doing great at Darlington. I see him being a contender at the Charlotte Roval. And I totally see him as a contender in Homestead because that looks to be one of his best tracks on the schedule. So I'm very excited to see that one. And then Martinsville, I get, I'm feeling a Henrik car once again, and I can see Chase Elliott potentially getting two victories in the final races of rounds. I said it was going to happen at Bristol. I think it's going to happen at Martinsville as well. He looked really strong in the first Martinsville race. Uh, the only one who was better than him was William Byron. But of course, I don't think he's going to be advancing on forward. So I want to stay with playoff drivers. But those three drivers, I can totally see uh, getting victories. And the four I'm going with eliminated is Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, and Denny Hamlin. So you said Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin, and who else? Joey Logano. He's going to, but he's on the cusp. He, he's going to be the one that misses it by like one or two points. I feel it. Interesting. So Reddick, it's a sneaky pick. I just don't know if I see him going all the way to the final four. I just don't know if RCR is really ready, though. I do like the pick, especially because Reddick is really good at Homestead. Yes. Uh, the only, I'm just reminding myself what happened back in 2014, which driver came out of nowhere and was in the final four and almost won the freaking championship, Ryan Newman. So RCR sometimes has a way to sneak their way on through. Granted, that was a long time ago, but Reddick looks really good at three racetracks here on the schedule. Hell, he even looks good at Phoenix. So I can see him totally doing good at a few races. Yeah. And I already eliminated Suarez. Okay. For some reason, I, didn't know if you eliminated Suarez or not, but we'll move. <laughs> Listen to Johnny on the track. You understand what this means, but uh, we'll move on <laughs> next. We'll move on next to Will. Who do you have getting eliminated in the round of eight, and who are your three drivers to move on to most likely win? Uh, so getting eliminated, first one is going to be Ross Chastain. I think the the run is eventually going to run out. Track house. I, I always tell people that are in this situation. Everybody again, you know, track house is a trendy pick. Like, close your eyes. Do you really envision track house winning a championship? Do you really think they're going to go make that big of a step up realistically in year one of the Ganassi merger? But year two is an organization. I just don't see it. You got to sail in at some point. Chastain's going to be gone. You know, whether or not it's, you know, Denny Hamlin cashes in on him and, and sounds like a wrestling promo, whether Denny Hamlin cashes in on Ross Chastain, <laughs> find out tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I think Chastain's road comes to an end. Kyle Busch, um, I've got him winning a race early in the in, in the playoffs, uh, at least from the picks we're making kind of off the cusp. Uh, but Bush, obviously, I think has enough talent to make a push through. I don't think he's going to have an abysmal six or seven months in a row. So I think they can put some races together to put themselves here. But that team doesn't ooze championship this year. So I'm done with that. Probably going to be the end of the relationship for him and Gibbs and what a kind of a disappointing end it would be. Next driver is Kevin Harvick. I think they are figuring some things out. But Kevin Harvick, um, they're still – they're just not – they're not a championship caliber Kevin Harvick. You know, when Harvick and Childers are really clicking, you know, they can do a lot of damage. I just don't feel that this year. You know, they, they had their kind of burst to make the playoffs um, in, in two or three races before the season, you know, the, the regular season ended. But I think that's kind of out the door. Um, and then my fourth and final driver eliminated this round is Ryan Blaney. Um, I do have Blaney winning a race in the previous round. But again, what's been Blaney's best year, he still hasn't been able to win. My biggest knock on Blaney his entire career, for one, has been consistency. But now it has to be he just he can't win. He doesn't win enough, um, you know. 
Austin Sendrick has more wins than him this year. I get it. It's one, but it's a win. Joey Logano wins circles around him. Uh, it may only be one or two this year, but it's still a win. Um, you know, Blaney has always struggled with winning. And until he gets over that hill, I can't put him in the final four. I can't envision him really racing for a championship. My race win picks, Las Vegas, Joey Logano. Uh, it's been a playground for him for some years. Really, the Penske organization loves going to Vegas. I think Logano has two or three career wins there. So I'm going to put him there. I think Homestead, I think Logano could actually win both, but I'm going to go Chase Elliott at Homestead. People forget Chase Elliott probably should have won at Homestead two or three years ago, but Joe Logano got his Bristol revenge, slowed him down. I can't remember if it was Larson or Harvick. might have been Harvick. It probably would have had been Harvick. Um, or Denny. There it was. Denny. So Denny ends up winning the race. Chase Elliott had the fastest car, got held up because you couldn't pass at the time, and so on and so forth. So I think um, – Chase Elliott punches his ticket to Phoenix uh, by winning Homestead. And then Martinsville, I think Denny Hamlin goes out and punches his ticket uh, to the Final Four. I think it's been a couple years, it feels like, since Hamlin's really been to victory lane there. he gets. I'm going to say he gets redemption from last year when Alex Bowman kind of stole it from him uh, when he was just a handful of laps away from making it. And the 11 car punches his ticket in. All right, I like those picks. I like that you have Denny Hamlin potentially making the Final Four. I think it was you and a bunch of other guys said that he is probably the most one of the more sneaky drivers to look at. Don't pay attention to the where he finished in the regular season standings. That 11 team is still always fast. So, Danny Hamlin, I do like that pick to make the final four. And then we'll move on now to Johnny. So, Johnny, who are your four drivers getting eliminated and who are your three that are most likely to win these next races? All right, so obviously round eight, I've got to go with Austin Sendrick to get eliminated. I think he, he makes a great run through these playoffs, does the you know best that a rookie could ever do in the playoffs, but I think uh, his magical run ends there. I think Ryan Blaney, I, I, for the single fact of what Will just talked about, um, you know, is he going to get a win? And I feel like in the round of eight, you gotta, I don't, I, I don't like him over Joey Logano. I don't like him over Chase Elliott. I don't really like him over Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick. They've all been a lot better than him. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I think Ryan Blaney goes there. Tyler Reddick. I think he makes a great run. I think he gets a shot at it with that Homestead race, but I just don't see it. Vegas and Martinsville, Tyler Reddick, really not known for short track racing. Um, he's more like a skills kind of racer. Why, you know, why we are so high on him on Homestead, but um, Vegas Martinsville, I don't like that for Tyler Reddick. And then finally, I think, I just don't think it's meant to be two years in a row. I think in the round of eight, Kyle Larson is the guy that just gets Lee, cut off fifth Lee, place. Lee, yep. I, I, I gotta Lee, do it. I gotta do it. And Lee. I will tell you why you're not welcomed on the, in the ministry anymore. And Rest I will tell you why, because <laughs> that Vegas race I have Christopher Bell winning. I think he should have won that Vegas race earlier this season, was on the pole, led a bunch of laps early, and then uh, had an issue with the car and ended up still finishing okay. But that was pretty much the end of his day early. Uh, but I love Christopher Bell on those big mile-and-a-half tracks. I think he gets his revenge at Vegas. I go to Homestead, and yes, I could see Elliott, Logano, but I like Kevin Harvick to win Homestead, a track where he – Hasn't really won a lot. I think he only has one career, one or two career wins there, but he is so, so consistent. He's, I mean, I think that's uh, the track where he has his most career top fives 
at Homestead. So a very good track for him. Um, I think he gets a good win. I like that package. I like that package in the style of racing that uh, Homestead, I think, will create for Kevin Harvick. So I got Harvick winning Homestead. And then uh, I will go chase Elliott to win Martinsville and punch his ticket into the final four. And I think if you just look at that schedule um, of those guys, I think Logano, who has been the most consistent behind Chase Elliott this season, I think the consistency stays. I, I don't know. I like, I mean, Kyle Larson, Martinsville, Homestead, Vegas, all tracks that have been very good to Larson, but I don't know. Something just tells me it's not his year and just the consistency on different tracks. I mean, from Joey Logano, we've seen it on short tracks. He won the Bush clash early on this season. We've seen his speed on super speedways. We've seen his uh, speed on the intermediate sort of tracks, those one and a half miles. And then the shorter style tracks, those one miles, just look at how good he was at, uh, at gateway. So uh, I like Joey Logano to make it through to the final four. So that's Elliot Logano, Bell, and Harvick, which sounds crazy to have Bell and Harvick in there. Um, but I just think it's one of those years with the next-gen car. There's so much still up in the air with this thing. And I, I lean on a guy right now in Kevin Harvick that has one of the best crew chiefs to ever come into this sport. I look at a guy like Christopher Bell, where just the team just seems to click on these big tracks right now. Logano and Elliott just for consistency and wins this season. Well, I don't like your pick of Kyle Larson getting eliminated. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a neck and neck points battle at the end, but I think Logano takes it. I think we can all agree that Johnny's not welcomed into the ministry anymore. He has committed sin. Exactly. He has committed sin. He needs to ask for forgiveness. Will is a, (laughs) I mean, Will is a diehard Elliott fan. What are his thoughts on Mr. Larson? Uh, I mean, I think Larson's probably the second most driver, I, second or third most driver I have confidence in. But I would not be surprised if he doesn't make it to the final. I mean, Larson, isn't it crazy? I caught so much flack for my worst prediction I've ever made, and then a year later, he only wins two races. And my prediction would have not, my prediction would not have been that wild if he had only won one or two races a year ago. It see, still would have been bad. See, th- this is this is textbook what NASCAR opinion. Here's this is what textbook make- NASCAR. Hold on, hold on, I'm running. This is textbook NASCAR opinion. He tiptoes, he hopscotches around. <laughs> different. He's like, hey, you know what? I, I see. Said, I see Larson go into the final four, but I, I, you know what? I could also see him not. I could, so hey, I, like, I, I, could see, I could see that about everybody though. But but you'll see who is in my final four. You'll know who I have there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the fans. What makes your before I give my predictions? What makes Will's prediction so bad? Isn't even the fact that Larson won ten races. It's the fact that Larson got his first win. I think the third race of the year. That's what made it so bad. Larson was really just like, all right, let me just shut this guy up real quick. He's like, I'm not going to waste time. And if and if you would like to go see that prediction, you can check out Johnny on the track on YouTube and check out the first ever video put on the channel, and that's where you can find that lovely I was simply connection. doing that. Great plug, I was, great plug. I was, helping, I was helping Johnny get ratings. I wanted to help kickstart the show <laughs> off. <laughs> what a uh, guy. Anyways, I'll move on to my predictions for the round of eight. My fourth driver is getting eliminated. I agree with a lot of you. Ross Chastain, I think his time ends, just because I think this is going to be the round where you're going to see a lot of guys kind of just when push comes to shove, when you got guys like Denny, like guys like Chase, even maybe to a guy, an extent like Truex, 
where push comes to shove, they need to focus on themselves. And if they see Chastain in the way, they won't hesitate to at least put the bumper or race him a lot harder now that it's going to be crunch time. Christopher Bell is going to be my next driver just because the guys that I have making it to the final four, I think they've been in this position. They know what they need to do more so than Bell. So this is only Bell's second ever playoff appearance. We got to remember that he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, especially because this, in my prediction, would be the first time him making a deep playoff run. Whereas you guys, guys like Hamlin, Logano, Chase, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, you know, a lot of inexperienced guys I have getting eliminated in this round, and that's going to show because, again, I think experience is really going to matter. Next guy I got getting eliminated is Kevin Harvick. He's really good at tracks like Homestead. I think Vegas, he can be a dark horse. But, again, Stuart Haas Racing, I don't think they're ready necessarily yet to make a Final Four push. Though I do think Harvick is a sneaky good Final Four. I was tempted to put him in the Final Four. I just don't think SHR is quite ready. And the final driver I got is Tyler Reddick, even though I do think him winning Miami is very, very possible. That's one of his best tracks. He probably should have won that race, I think, back in 2020, I believe. But still, a great track for Tyler Reddick. But again, I don't see him being that strong in Martinsville. And Vegas, I feel like, is 50-50 because he's been very 50-50 on the mile-and-a-half track. So those are the four drivers that got getting eliminated. Vegas, I'm going to give it to Joey Logano. That's been his playground for the past couple of years, winning back-to-back in 2019 and 2020. This has been a playground for Joey Logano. I see him most likely to win Vegas. Mart, not March, but Homestead, I'm going to give it to Kyle Larson. This has arguably been one of, if not his best track. The saying has been said, when Homestead used to be the season finale, I cry every time, where if Kyle Larson made it to the Final Four, he was going to win the championship. Obviously, that never happened. It took him until Phoenix to finally win the championship, but Kyle Larson, playoff scenario, arguably his best track. I think this is his best shot to make it. I have him most likely winning Homestead. And Marsville, I'm going to give it to Chase Elliott. He dominated the race in 2020 to make it to the Final Four to win this championship that year. I think he led the most laps along with William Byron in the spring race earlier. So Elliott, even with this car, is very strong at Marsville. So those are the three drivers I have most likely make winning to make it to the Final Four. And my eight, my not my eight, my four getting eliminated are Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, and Tyler Reddick. So with that, we got four, all of us have four drivers left. I'd hope so. But only one can be the champion. So, same order as we've been going this entire episode. We'll start off with Tyler. Give us your final four and who you have winning the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. I think I got like six drivers left. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I no. asked about the Swords. Yeah, no, no, trust me. I, I, I decided to sleep on it and think to myself, man, that is not a smart pick, but most people would probably say the Kevin Harvick pick in the round of 16 is not smart, but you know what? No we all worry. make stupid I had, mistakes. I had Harvick getting eliminated in the round of 12 a couple years ago. You can ask Will. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But in, in this round, the final round, I have the number nine of Chase Elliott the number five of Kyle Larson, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, and the number eight of Tyler Reddick. And I think here at Phoenix, it's going to be a fun race if those are the final four. Because if you remember the Phoenix race at the beginning of the year, granted, we were still working with the next-gen car. These were four out of the five drivers, well, maybe four out of the six drivers, who were competitive in this race. They all at one point led laps. Unfortunately, Kyle Larson lost an engine in the middle of the race. But he was up there. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun seeing these four duke it out. Now, as far as the champion goes, 
Tyler Reddick, it's going to be great to see him make it into the final four, but I don't really see him being able to beat these top dogs. That's my personal opinion. I think he's going to finish fourth overall. Ryan Blaney looks also really good in this race. I mean, hell, he led 143 laps at Phoenix. However, it's going to be the Henrik cars have just been on fire with this playoff format ever since it's been Phoenix. They just have been really, really good at this format. And now the question is, do you see a back-to-back champion or do you see someone who won 2020 coming back to win in 2022? Right now, I'm seeing it as almost 2019 where you had Kyle Busch, who was dominating the regular season, kind of was a little bit quiet, but still a big performer. And I think Chase Elliott is going to be a contender for a few races. There's a reason why I'm predicting him as a winner for Martinsville and Bristol. However, I think everything's going to play into his favor here in Phoenix. And I think the two-time series champion will be a two-time series. He's won a championship in 2020, but he's going to become a two-time series champion. And that will be Chase Elliott in the number nine. Pretty boring pick to win the championship, though. I do like what you said about this feeling very 2019-esque where it's, you know, you've had one driver that's really been the most consistent all year long. So I can't see Chase Elliott winning the championship in that sense. I know Will is going to love that pick because Chase Elliott is basically his lover boy. So speaking of Will, we'll move on to him now. Who do you have winning the championship this year along with the rest of your final four? I love how I'm the lover boy. Yeah, I, I'm the one person who critiques their driver. And I'm not the one, oh, I wish I had a Sharpie so I could chase Kyle Larson down in the garage <laughs> and get him to sign my hat. <laughs> but anyways, He's in my final three, Armani. My final four is going to be Chase Elliott, Shocker. Kyle Larson. Yep, Kyle Larson. I know. Isn't that a shocker? <laughs> Denny Hamlin. understandable. Yeah, the, yeah, the lead dog who has uh, right now has less career wins in the same amount of championships as Chase Elliott. But anyway, sure they're tied. No, tied. Who okay, hey, the tiebreaker goes to the champion first. You know what I mean? Uh, Denny Hamlin and Joey Slagano. Uh, but he has not been slow this year. Joey Logano has kicked it up recently. I know all of us are kind of high on Joey. I don't know. I feel like. I think is it is it Tyler's the only one who's not high on Joey Logano going into this postseason. No, I think he's going to do all right. I just feel like the round of eight is going to be the spot where he misses it by a couple points. Like I no, think it was Johnny no. who said. No, I said that. I say he's going to be fifth in points. He's going to barely miss it, and I think Kyle Larson will be the fourth one in points. I I'm literally the exact opposite of Johnny when it comes to that. I'm I'm just saying. He just doesn't like Byron because he punted – or he just doesn't like Logano because he punted Byron's ass out of the way. Hold on. Damn right on that one. Hold on. Before Will, before you continue, you're right. It isn't a tie. Kyle Larson got one more win over Chase, so we know who – Oh, God. We know who the lead dog is, folks. But anyways, all that's going to matter is we'll know who the lead dog is after Phoenix – when Chase Elliott scores his second career oh, Cup Series championship, oh, baby, God. I actually very this much hate man. picking my. I actually very much hate picking my own driver. You're I just don't. I, I always hate doing that. I'm going to. It's the most logical pick. When I'm in situations when you have to make a pick, and I do this whether it's football games, whether it's not, I am a safe picker. I'm not aggressive, so I'll never make it big in Vegas because I always look at it as this way: there's a situation where you truly don't know who to pick. There is always usually at least a smarter of the two or four picks. And I feel like Chase Elliott is the smartest pick going in. So I'm willing to move my chips to the side 
and put them on the nine car because at the end of the day, if the nine car doesn't win it, majority of people are going to go, well, hell, I thought the nine car was going to win it too, so I can't really fault you on it. So I'm going to go Chase Elliott. Uh, of course, he picks his driver to win. Will is a homer. We fully established that. Yeah. Let's move on now to Johnny. And Johnny, before we let you talk, you are not allowed to bet on every Final Four driver to win the championship. You only get to bet on one. So That's I just fine. want to establish that before you come up with a video and say, I think all four of them have a great shot. I'm going to bet on all of them. I can see why this guy didn't have Zoom hey, premium he could, early he on. Could, Johnny, Johnny, you could borrow my line and go, I could see all four of these guys winning the championship. I, I think, I, yeah, <laughs> I got to take a page out of Will's book. Uh, no, here we go. All right, so final four, J- Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, and Kevin Harvick. Um, and to me, it just comes down to the track. Hendrick, Chevy, they have not been good on this style track this year. So as much as I think Chase Elliott will have a really good season, I don't think he gets it done at Phoenix. Christopher Bell, same thing. This style track doesn't suit his style this year. Harvick, maybe. I think maybe he could get it done. But the guy I think that um, is going to win this championship, get his second career Cup Series championship, uh, is going to be Joey Logano. I just love the track. With the next-gen car and what we've seen with Logano, I honestly think right now Logano is the most well-rounded driver left in terms of the next-gen car. I I talked about it in the round of eight. He's just won on different style tracks this year, and I know it's just three, but he's got a short track, he's got an intermediate, and then he's got a middle-style track, that one mile. So he's got it all right now. Talk about a homer. He just picked the damn Yankee to win. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Uh, I think that's that's the pick. Well, one thing I'm known for, especially on Twitter, you can ask the rest of these, is I really like to roast Johnny. I mean, when he bets on half the field and they, he talks smack that he's the greatest NASCAR gambler of all time. Four drivers is he, not half the field. He, you, you, have to, you have to roast him on that. However, Looking at all four drivers that I got, got Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Denny Hamlin. Appreciate you copying my picks. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to copy you. I'm going to copy the guy that said Larson would go winless. The guy who won 10 races. Anyways, Kyle Larson, I think, is a very sneaky pick. However, I'm not going to pick my driver to go back-to-back because I'm not a homer, first of all. Unlike two people here. And, and no one has ever done it in history. You know, let's forget that nugget. But Larson, he, I mean, even I'm willing to admit he only won the title last year because of pit strategy. Truex probably would have caught him if he had a couple more laps. So Larson's never been the strongest at Phoenix. And I think that's going to translate again to this Final Four. Chase Elliott, it's, he, he is the safe pick. There's just, I do not trust Chevrolet that much on these types of tracks. Even though Chase is still very good and decent at Phoenix, he did win at Phoenix <laughs> in 2020. He dominated the race starting from dead last, so he knows how to win at this track coming from the back. But I just think, and I just think it's going to be Ford. I think it's going to be Joey Logano winning his second championship because they've just been the strongest at this type of track as Tyler is just devastated right now. 
I just don't know why everyone's saying that Rick Henrik is not going to do good in this race. They had three drivers lead in the first Phoenix race this year. Three. I think they'll be decent. I just think Ford is going to come out stronger. Blaney led the most laps. I think he led over 150, I believe. Logano has won at Phoenix a couple times in his career, not even win, having to win the championship. I was tempted to pick Denny, but Denny's never really been – he hasn't really been that strong in Phoenix ever since they've made this a championship four race. He was kind of a non-factor in 2020. He wasn't even really that much of a factor last year. I think it's going to be the same song and dance for Denny Hamlin. And plus, Denny is the kind of driver where I'm not going to believe he's a champion until I see it. So the superior manufacturer at this type of track, Logano is an aggressive type of driver. He's going to have to do what he has to do, especially because this field is so tight. He's going to make moves. I think that Joey Logano is going to be a two-time Cup Series champion at the end of the Phoenix race. I think it's called the season finale 500. So my 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion is Joey Slicebread Logano. Smart man. Smart man. And I might have to join Johnny, depending on what the betting line is. Actually, might have oh, to here on. we oh, go. Hey, <laughs> hey, I said the betting on the – if the betting line is good enough, I might have to do it. If they're in the final four, the odds aren't going to be that fantastic. So you can bet on him now. <laughs> I like how I'm the only one in Nevada, but I'm the only one who doesn't bet on these races. These, these guys are some gambling I, addicts. I don't, I'm in Nevada I right now. I, I, I don't bet on these things because mainly I don't think about it. I don't have the time to. Right now, I don't want to put any money towards Well, that. I have been but, on Joey Logano before, and Michael McDowell screwed me over. So that's why I'm kind of a little bit – I kind of have a little bit of a bias against Michael McDowell for that reason. If you're a if you're a Rick a Rick Ware fan, I definitely would not advocate you betting. <laughs> not, not not much to bet with those guys. <laughs> Can you oh. bet top thirty <laughs> seven? Can you bet top? 30? Even then, I get a little nervous on that bet. <laughs> Can you bet top forty? Now we're talking. <laughs> How I bad is Rick Ware How bad is Rick Wearwation that Denny uh, or David Reagan makes like four starts in a year? And he's the best driver on the roster. I would say Priest. Pretty poverty. Maybe Joey Hand. I like Joey Hand. <laughs> just oh, he's uh, just good. The fact that how consistent he's he is at road courses. Yeah. That's true. He earned my respect at Watkins Glen. He did. Maybe oh. I'm turning you guys over to Rick Ware Racing. Who knows? Sorry, slower <laughs> down. I wouldn't go that far. Slow All right. What they. They really need to sell their charters so we can get somebody like Dale Jr. in the Cup Series. But, you know, well, that's Facts. a topic for another day. Facts. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Do you guys have anything you want to say before we sign off? Give you guys your plugs. Where can we find all of you? We'll start off. We'll change the order this time. We'll start off with Will. Where can we find you? Uh, hopefully not anywhere near where Armani's hanging out at, but on Twitter, <laughs> even it's though at you NASCAR. wanted to come to Daytona, you know, you did it, on Twitter, it's at NASCAR underscore opinion. And then I do some social media work for Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina, Livonia Speedway in Livonia, Georgia, and the Carolina Sprint Tour. If you go check any of those pages out, you're doing me a favor. So I will just leave it at that. All right. We'll next move on to Johnny. Thanks for having me on, Armani. Always a pleasure <laughs> uh, to find me. Yeah, you know. the question is something like, it's a pleasure. Uh, you can go to uh, Johnny on the Track on YouTube. Uh, you can also go to Johnny on the Track on Action Network to find all my bets that um, Armani uh, continues to make fun of. 
And then, of course, uh, at J-O-T-T underscore podcast on Twitter uh, for some good tweets, uh, usually targeted towards one of the three men here on this podcast. So, uh, yeah, well, I I don't know if I don't know if I put Armani in the man category, but, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, You're done done talking. Point noted. (laughs) Oh, man. We'll end it off with Tyler. Where can we find you? You can find me at the back of the field um, on YouTube at Vanilla Wafer or on TikTok at Vanilla Wafers 44. I do uh, fantasy picks during the podcast. And as I may not be the best one to predict winners, I can do fantasy picks really well. So you can follow me on there again. The podcast is the NASCAR field filler podcast. Hey, you know, who's really been a field filler this year? Rick, where William, William Byron. Damn. That's, that's true. <laughs> Damn. Two victories, field filler. Get the hell out of here. Damn. You had to go there, didn't you? Oh. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Motorsport Ministry. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, thank you to Johnny, Will, and Tyler for coming on to this podcast for this wild, wild episode. Then again, it's always a wild episode when these three are on. So appreciate you guys coming on. If you guys want to find all previous episodes of the Motorsport Ministry, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Amazon Music. You can find all previous episodes. You can find me on Twitter at Motor Minister, or you can find me on Instagram at Armani DePaul. I'm mostly on those two, mostly on Twitter more so than Instagram. But once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time.